This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best-kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match! And Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch! Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy! Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome everybody to the Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. I am here with Production Rage, Stevie Riches, and I am here with Lament Son Tremone, the great Ben Hachman. Gentlemen, what's going on, man? Yeah, man. Uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> what does La Maison Telmon mean? What does that mean? Uh, it means uh, show house or house show in French because that's what you got last night on Monday Night Raw. Another multi-million dollar, $2.8 million show where everyone thought it was cute to speak seventh grade French. Oh, what gripping television. Stevie, let me, guys, let me, let me, Um, I, I, I want to lay out some ground first. Okay. Um, and, and been this been in, this goes for all of us. This goes for all of us. Um, I want to lay out some ground first. Bro, Bruce Bochi led the Giants to three world championships. He was beloved in San Francisco. Get okay. me Bochi. Get me Bochi. He was beloved, bro. Well, what happened, bro, was times were a changing and they had to go with the analytics and all this bullshit, so they quietly let Bochi go. Okay, Bruce Bochi went out to uh, went went on managing the Texas Rangers now, who are in first place. Okay, bro, the Rangers just came back to San Francisco to play a series. Okay. Bro, it's the entire weekend is like Bruce Bochy weekend. These San Francisco Giant fans are going nuts when he's delivering the lineup card. You know, I mean, bro, like going, the adulation was incredible. So like Stevie, you know, Ben, he's, he's, he brings out the lineup card, standing freaking ovation, bro. Bro, Bochi is like a man's man, okay, bro? So, you know, Benny tips the cap. Bro, he is fighting back the tears so hard, mm-hmm. it, it, and it was so emotional, okay? Takes off the cap, looks to the third base side, behind the plate, the, the first base side, 
goes back in the dugout, play ball. Okay? <laughs> All right. CM Punk, bro. He's he's oh, after the scrum, I think it's nine months that this guy is not seen. Okay? Where does CM Punk return for the collision? Chicago. Okay, bro? Chicago. CM Punk walks down the ring for 45 seconds, gets in the ring. By the time we hit a minute and a half mark, CM Punk is cutting a promo. Okay? Bro, me, myself, performed on Nitro at the Nassau Coliseum, bro. The place where I used to go watch the New Jersey Nets. I mean, the New York Nets and the New York Islanders. And I can't tell you how many iconic concerts I've been to. Ah, oh, so the, so going to the Nassau Coliseum was my homecoming. Ben, you you have that from where, where you're from. Stevie, you had that, you know, going to Philly and all that shit. This effing Sammy Zayn, because, bro, he it, it's in Quebec. Bro, six and a half fucking minutes standing in the ring and not saying a word. Six and a half minutes, bro. I got to ask you guys the question, and, and this is why everybody gets on me. Bro, this is television. This is a television freaking show where in two weeks, the NFL is going to be on a, a couple of channels down the road. This is a television show. I was raised in New York. I've been in Colorado for 15 years. Why do I give a flying you-know-what that Sami Zayn It's from Quebec. I could give two freaking shits that Sami Zayn is from Quebec. Guys, go back to the last WrestleMania. Stevie Bin, 19 years since Steve Austin wrestled the match. Where was WrestleMania been? This past year? Yeah. Texas. Uh, Texas, yeah. Bro, who's from Texas? Yeah. Austin. Did he take did he did he carry on like this, bro? Freaking Austin, 19 years, bro. 19 years. He didn't carry on like that. Then when you say, when I say the marks have made it to the ring, you don't you don't you don't understand what I'm talking about. This is a total mark out moment. And a casual fans don't give a shit if Sami Zayn is from Quebec. I don't give a shit if Kevin Owens is with Quebec. You better get on with this freaking show because literally, if I wasn't getting paid for this, you lost me two minutes in. And then, Ben, what makes it hysterical is, bro, Pritchard sitting in freaking Gorilla. This jackass is out there six and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like a total fucking mark Pritchett sitting in the back bro they hit freaking judgment day's music before the guy ever gets to cut a promo because bro do you know by the time they hit judgment day music stevie bro they were 10 and a half minutes into the show 
So you got ten and a half minutes of the open, and then Sami Zayn standing in the ring saying nothing. Ten and a half minute mark. Thank God Bruce Pritchard hits the judgment day music. And 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 then and then you don't understand why no casual fans watch this show. You don't understand why I say the marks are in the ring. Bro, pros don't act that way. Okay, bro. I am sorry. Never in my life have I seen this. I've seen players get traded to another team. And then when they're introduced in, in, in the city they used to play, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like literally, bro, 60 seconds. 60 seconds and then throw up the ball and let, let's, let's, let's play some hoop. Six and a half minutes, bro. You would have thought li- literally Jesus Christ came back to this earth and walked in that wrestling ring. Ben, please explain to me as a Long Island slash Colorado native why I give a shit that this guy is from Quebec and I got to sit here and watch this drizzling piece of crap for six and a half minutes. Uh, C'est bon, mes amis. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, it was Les Miserables. There's no doubt about that. Uh, just to sit there and uh, I already got enough heat with the UK crowds with these stupid little soccer chants and it's their little <laughs> Mary Poppins sing along. Now you get to have fake Frenchies who live in Canada who just want to act important because they can speak two languages, get their little shit in in their moment while they they dance around and, and do ooh la la like doesn't impress me at all. And and it's if you want to do it on a house show, non-televised, fine. Right, We're right. writing TV here. Right. And even the TV doesn't make any sense. And I, I'm glad you put over, way to go, Deucey. Hit the music. <laughs> but really, it wasn't Deuce because Judgment Day runs this show. So it was probably Dominic right. that is the <laughs> one that gave the right. music cue back there. Now we've gone long enough. Hit it. Now we've got him at the peak of Frenchness. Uh, why don't they bring baguettes and throw that in the ring? <laughs> like, it, it was as fucking stupid as could be. And then out comes Judgment Day, who's supposed to be in control uh, of everything, right? And the whole thing is about how stupid they look all night long and that Rhea has to crack whip on them to get them to even do anything the right way. And and uh, then Owens comes out to do his Frenchness. They're, I know they're thinking, Sammy gets a pop, then he, then bigger pop. No. <laughs> it may be in house show. Why wouldn't you bring them both out? Because now what it, is, is Owens just standing back there behind Judgment Day waiting for them to come out so then he can come out? It, it, you feel stupid just based on the intros alone of how this is set up as opposed to having... We make movies, pal. An inciting incident. Uh, you hit Sammy and KO's music. Out they come together, putting over uh, Frenchie Martin and whoever else, the fucking Mountie. I don't care. <laughs> then while while they're got their backs turned, that's when Judgment Night fucking comes and destroys them right from behind and gets heat right away, L- beats the hell out of them because why? They're in control now, apparently, and they run the show, if you didn't know that. Uh, not. We are in control now. <laughs> but at least we have an inciting incident to get someplace instead of, again, making the main event in the opener based off of some dumb shit. The show Two doesn't look like it. Two ahead. main events. Two main the events. Double the main. Like 20 minutes early, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30. 
So, so yeah, thank, thankfully, Cody uh, goes. And that was the other big house show thing. They ran the classic OVW post-dark TV when, when Al and Danny's TV would go off the air. It turned into a six-man based off of the main event. Some running. Here comes Punk. Here comes Mercury. Here comes Nitro. You know what we're going to do for the fans here live? No shit. The the shitty six OVW main event. Instead, they booked it on TV instead of booking business how it should have been just for this live crowd in Quebec. And everybody else around the world goes, I don't give a shit about all this French shit that they're trying to do the whole, throughout the whole show, bro. It was brutal, Bob, all the way around. And, and especially the homecoming of Trish Stratus to Canada. That segment was hard to watch, bro. So this show had very little uh, to to in the way of an actual TV show in storytelling or even how we'd set up things structure wise. It, it was, uh, you know, if I was running, uh, if I was running the cock, I'd have something to say about it. I'll tell you that. You know, uh, Ben, I don't think uh, Stevie is saying anything because I think Stevie cared that. Uh, uh, Sammy is from Quebec. I think he, he was because now he's not saying nothing, bro. Yeah, we we. I'd like to say, well, because the only analogy I can think of, I'm a big <laughs> fan of football, but I'm a bigger fan of the super long Super Bowl halftime show, which this <laughs> this reminded me of. Football players hated, and I know the wrestlers too that also have to wrestle matches. When you have too much stuff in between and the formats all screwed up. They cool down. There could be potential injuries. There's a lot to, you know, that with the format and pacing the show to make sure the talent's at the optimum levels of what they can do in the ring and to make sure creatively that people are not saying, God, I can't wait till September 7th in football. This is crazy. Yes. Yes. And, And that's the thing, too, with that, that they're just killing time because the networks say it's okay. We're paying you 3.8 million for SmackDown every week, a couple million a week for Raw. If the network does not complain, which we allegedly had conversations. Allegedly. Allegedly. We have to put that in there just for legal reasons. So if we we did that, I I watch a lot of forensic files, so we have to say allegedly. So, like, if you're allowed to kill time and still collect your two to four million a week from each show, why would you do any different? Work smart, not hard. One another example is the recaps and the packages. They did a great package on Edge, which it loses the luster of doing packages with people that don't have a legacy. They should save that because the difference is night and day, right, Ben? Between a Zoe Stark package every week and the Edge one 25 years later. These are simple portions. Simple. Very simple. Can we just get a, a, a yes chant going for Quebec right here with the we? Wait, oh God, wait, bro. Oh. That was that. that I, I, I was like, you, you, like, oh my God, that, that whole thing made me freaking sick. God, the whole it's just how I think with Stevie and I think about this. What was the deal with Fox? It comes down to $28,000 and change per minute yep. uh, of TV. Yeah. And before they even hit the music, we were at 10 and a half minutes. So now you're talking two hundred eighty thousand dollars for that opening segment for him to stand there and go <laughs> six and a half minutes. He did that for si- bro. I I, I watched. I was I waiting for do some uh, Marcel Marceau and shit like yeah. that. Let's get all the. Let's do every French God, trope we bro. can possibly wait, before, do. Before you take any kind of hits off the uh, comments, Vince. Uh, last year's WrestleMania was WrestleMania thirty nine. So that was L A. 
I was saying, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, Hollywood. Yeah, I'm talking about the one before was the Texas oh. one. I didn't get that. Yeah, sure, that. she doesn't get raw either. <laughs> yeah, the one, but whenever, whenever, whenever Austin wrestled uh, uh, Owens, that's the one I'm talking. That about. That was last year. That was L.A. Was it L.A.? Yeah, he wrestled him in. No. Wasn't it just this past year? No, Austin made his comeback. Remember, remember okay. Owens kept He was almost down. dead. He doesn't remember. What yeah, Owens kept running down Texas, him. and then that's why they had Austin. Well, he didn't keep running down Texas. He started two weeks before WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, he also hates liars, and don't make him mad, because you won't like him when he's mad. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on. New Day and McIntyre and Riddle and the Viking Raiders get involved. <laughs> and Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, we're doing throw togethers because guys are hurt and Randy's not coming back. And, you know, uh, they want to get get uh, New Day back on track. But this is supposed to be baby, baby. And then New Day works heel. So the other two guys are doing strange baby face stuff until the Viking Raiders come back, come down to thwart the match, F it over and get heat, which I'm like, okay. And then. They start getting heat on the babies after the match is done. And then McIntyre, because he's more over as an ex-world champ, feeds back in and fucking kills the heels while they're getting heat on the babies. So now all their heel heat is blown in one segment that they didn't get back over on them. Plus, uh, <laughs> Riddle's on the ground after they attack and, and uh, in comes Pumpa Grumpy and she, she's got her big 10-pointer, <laughs> 10-point rack on. He's on the ground selling while she's standing over him going, ah, ah, and he's going, oh, oh, please, no. Like, dude, no Papa Shango voodoo, pray to Odin, make a fucking sacrifice to lead into this, that tonight we'll have our victims and we've chosen someone in the mist and the smoke and she's talking in tongues or in French, whatever. <laughs> that's when you open the show, right? Like that's when you fucking give them a little something of when that when is the attack coming. But they get the heat and then they get killed right the fuck away, dude. It was... These things are so simple. I I don't understand how a writing team of twenty well, is not it's, being corrected. It, it, it's not. It's not that simple because I'm going to jump over two backstage segments, please, guys. And I'm going to. It's not that simple because now I'm going to go to Stevie, bro. I I had to ask Doctor Chris because I'm like, no, nah, bro. This this can't be Doctor Chris. Can you confirm this? So Stevie, we got Gunther and Gable. This is a match for the Intercontinental title. So Gable has a shot at winning the Intercontinental title. So therefore, why is he dumping Gunther as far away from the ring as possible so he can get back in the ring and win by countout? I mean, Stevie, I would assume if I had a shot at the Intercontinental title, I would want to get my opponent in the ring so I could pin him and win the title. I wouldn't want to be dumping him as far away from the ring as possible so I could slide in and win by a countout. I mean, Stevie, call, call, call me crazy. Call me goofy. Does... Did this make any sense in any galaxy that's out there, bro? 
No, but I, you know, the way physics is working, when you throw them away from the ring, that puts them closer to the ring. That's the sense that they make right there. Yeah, these are things I, I would assume that these guys know better and the agent knows better, but nobody can say anything because let's just, let's just get through this week. Mm-hmm. That had very much the vibe of that finish. And, you know, you're taking real punishment when you're in the ring with Gunther, too. So what a waste at the end to have that kind of flat finish. But creative liberty, right? I, I mean, Ben, Ben, why not? Like, why, why not? Okay, he he dumps, he dumps, he dumps him out. Why not? Why isn't the finish the, the Gable making the attempt to get his and thing. he grabs him and that's double count out and then yes, you that, get to the yeah, same exa- thing yeah. exactly bro the, the and then, now I get and the, and the announcer, you know the announcers are selling it holy shit Gable's got to get him into the ring he only wins the title you know eight not I don't understand I mean seriously bro no you're you you say hey, bro I'm not the wrestling guy you are the wrestling guy in the in that simple psychology you laid out any agent worth his salt would know that this doesn't make sense for the guy who's going to get there to do that, that we need the heel to have heat because we're now what? We're just having him beat Gunther's streak, but Gunther keeps the belt, so that gives him the right to come back and face because he beat you even though it was by DQ, not for the title. That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever of like hierarchy of storytelling. So the agent is not standing up. The guys aren't standing up going, this doesn't, we're not going to get a a better payoff with this than if we did it the other way where he robs me of getting the win and in a heel way retains his title and that like, and we both get counted out. Now we're at least equals and I have a gripe. We both got counted out. You didn't beat me. I get a rematch based off of that. This shit looks dumb as hell, and nobody's standing up for the right business. So either they're a ignorant or just going along to get along. In either way, whoever's not doing that is is shouldn't be in that spot then because we're not making the best TV show. That doesn't even that's not even choice D on ABC of the finishes. Like that that was completely stupid. Uh, Much man, like blowing the heel heat. Is that wee 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 or ooey ooey ooey? Wee wee wee? Is that how you spell wee wee wee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the way, all the way. Bro, here's my highlight of the show, Stevie. You guys may have missed it. First of all, I just want to point this out. There, there's a uh, <laughs> guys, I swear, I was lucky enough, knock on wood, Ben, knock on wood, Stevie. Yeah. I was lucky enough, Stevie, through the wrestling business and my hard work. Okay. I was lucky enough that this house I live in, Stevie, is paid for in full, okay? With that being said, I literally would put up this house and bet anybody, literally, I I wouldn't even give them 10 years. I wouldn't even give them 10 years. I'm going to say, bro, I will put up my house and give you my house if in any time over the next 10 years, J.D. McDonough ever gets over. And I'll give you 10 years. 10 years, bro. I'll give you my house. And I'll give them 10 years to get this dude over. Bro, you couldn't get Bobby Roode over. You're, you're going to get this clown over. Okay, let me move on. Because this was my favorite part of the night. So, Stevie, now we come to the Cody promo where he doesn't say anything. 
Okay, well, which which do we get every single week? Except in promos. Yeah, that's yeah. Put Cody out there. He's a great innings eater. He's going to wind up saying nothing. But here's what I popped over, bro. He had. It looked to me anyway. This is allegedly now been. It looked like he had his mother's Christmas tablecloth turned oh, into a suit. <laughs> that, I, bro, I swear we, we that his suit is our Christmas tablecloth, uh, Stevie. And I popped. I thought that was very creative, bro. That you literally took a Christmas tablecloth and turned it into a suit. I pop for that, Stevie. I do too. I pop for everything he wears. I want him to accessorize more. I want two pocket watches. I want a pinky ring. I want a monocle. I want. <laughs> I want him to become the Monopoly man. That's that's the <laughs> thing that I'm looking for. Top hat, like, everything. I like that. I like the Monopoly man, Stevie. <laughs> Make JD McDonough the Monopoly man, bro. Uh, that's not bad. No, well, he already got uh, Dax Hardwood be the guy for that. Uh, and where do you where do you go for a suit like that? I'm I'm just curious. Where you, you go, go directly to the best of the best, eight time uh, award winning. Taylor's at Ava Tulo, a Hameen Media Group local subscriber, and you can there get twenty percent off. Oh, right nice! Now Jack Victor suits to the end of the month. Uh, sport coats are on sale as well. Uh, get it with a nice Jay Z Richards Power Paisley tie Very- made in America. <laughs> uh, they have all the top designers: Ralph Lauren, um, Taylor Red, uh, Seven Downey Street, another one. But this is probably uh, in Cody's closet right now. Very nice. Or pocket watches in it. We do. We have uh, tie bars, uh, designer fragrances. Uh, you can get uh, ascots and uh, the matching uh, pocket oh, squares. You know what I want to see? I want to see Cody uh, do what's essentially Stephen Richards' White Sox 2023. Yeah. Pull up his pants and have those things, the straps, the suspenders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Yes. Very nice. I think he need, he could use a nice fedora yes. from Bailey Hats. Oh, man, Bailey hat fedora. Bro. Be the I, Cody, man, next time you come through, I, I, I've, I've got you, bro. You come to Ava Tulo's uh, do you in New Hartford Shopping gonna, Center. I got your do, hookup. Do you think there's ever going to be, like, I'm going get, to get you sucker pimp style with, like, fishball heels and shit like that? Oh, why would you not? Oh, why would you not at this point? Awesome. You, you kind of got to. Hold on, bro. But guys, it gets How about uh, dress casual sneakers. Yeah, Martin, Martin Dingman. I think he'd look great in those. But it gets better, uh, yeah. guys. From there, very nice. What the hell is that? Donuts. Dipping yes. Donuts yes. Right. All right, guys, <laughs> we, we get it. Gets better. It picks up. Then I want. I want you guys. I want both you guys now to get closer, a little bit closer to your mic. Oh my. Yeah. Because I want you to know, Stevie. Stevie. Yeah. I I know about you back, Stevie. Hold on a second. (laughs) Bro. Bro. What the bin? What the freak? Like, that's the punchline. What the? What are we doing here? Oh, final, my back final. has been broken. By the way, your back has been broken for four years. What a fucking lawsuit you have against anybody <laughs> who making you work with a broken back. Very nice. Good Lord. 
been Japanese. Yeah. I know about your back. My back is fucked. Uh, everybody, everybody knows well, you that. Gotta right? whisper. Here's what you got to whisper, Ben. My back is about your weed license. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I need you to tell me that in French. I know about the whole match. Okay. All right, guys. Can I say CQA again down the road? But it gets better. It gets better. Because from there, uh, hey, I got to say this allegedly, though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can go back and look through the notes. <laughs> How many times did we write this exact thing? Nakamura and Asuka need to be subtitled. Let them speak in Spanish. This, this is the best thing Nakamura has done yes. possibly ever, except Definitely. with Boogs and uh, and um, what's Buddy's name? Uh, kicker. Uh Fucking McAfee. McAfee. Like when they got over as their comedy shit and getting the entrance over. But if you're talking about high level work with a believable Nakamura, regardless of how funny it is about, I know about your back. Like the rest of it, where where they subtitled it was great. I agree. The only problem was that was pissing me off is the font choice was fucking terrible. <laughs> like, like do, do you not watch Quentin Tarantino films? Like the, the, it's easy to make it look as stylized. It's even better where it yeah. fades away. Yeah. Yeah. So so like that that was amateur production hour, but that was the best work Nakamura has done. Bro, how would you feel? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let's do some role playing, uh, Ben, because I know you do improv and all that stuff. We, we, are you yeah. up for some role playing? I say, bon, I am Cody Rue. Okay. Are you, you up for some, uh, Stevie? Some role playing? Give me a few minutes to think about it. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Say you put this were, dress on while you're waiting. Yeah, say you. you were a <laughs> member of, of Judgment Day. Say you were either uh, uh, Senor Money. I, I can't believe Damian Priest that. referred to himself as Senor Money in the Bank. That that popped me huge. But let's say argument's sake. Let's role play. You're either Senor Money in the Bank, Finn Balor, or um, uh, Dominic Mysterio. Okay, and. Now you've forced Rhea Ripley into a position where, okay, bro, you guys couldn't decide this. Now I'm going to decide it for you. Okay, bro? So you've put Rhea Ripley in this position. However, seconds later, Stevie, Rhea Ripley goes out there and is the only one in the entire building and including and those watching in TV land <laughs> that doesn't know Raquel Rodriguez is feigning the injury <laughs> with the crotch. Wait, so she's the only one that doesn't know she's faking the injury and we're going to let her decide judgment day business. Ben, I would have to say that's a very poor choice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They run the show and everybody looks like a goddamn idiot. And uh, <laughs> why do you even stop at senior money in the bank? If we're speaking French, I would come right back with back at him and dinero and el banco. Like, why, uh, you know, why aren't you, why, why aren't you doing the whole thing? The half Spanish thing is such a literal crutch because she uses it well, whether she's Rodriguez or Gonzalez. What next week, they'll probably change her name from Raquel to Maria just because, like, we need something even more Latino. Like, you know, like, they, they just use this instead of getting over how they absolutely should. 
and now your heels look like everything's falling apart just because it's a house show in France, you know? So I see London, I see France, I see Senior Bonco's underpants. God damn it. <laughs> Stevie, I want to ask you this because this is next. And guys, I do want to say this. I like Champa because I look at a guy like this and I say to myself, God, man, if I wrote for this guy, the possibilities of, of him and Dexter Loomis and all these guys. But Stevie, again, I'm, I'm just asking you as a guy that's cut a million freaking promos. So Chomp is cutting a promo and his entire promo is surrounding around this close. Like literally, I was this close to winning this match. I was this close to winning this. I was this close, but I lost them all. I, I got to ask you this, Stevie, as I'm watching this and I'm watching it closely because I like the dude. I'm just asking myself, how is this promo getting him over? You, you, you're telling me how close you were to winning matches. But the reality of the situation is you came up on the short end all these times. I just don't understand how is this promo getting him and his character over? Well, because in NXT, when you show that vulnerability, the fans are, no matter what you do, Pavlovian, as Ben would say, they want you to get over because they're feeling like they're the ones that got you over. That's a false positive. When he gets up to the main roster, the number one thing is they assume you know him from NXT. They never reintroduced Ciampa. They've restarted him probably three or four times, too restarted him, but never properly introduced him. We know the vignettes will come a couple of years from now. But if he said this close, this close, this close, that's the motivation to become the Sicilian psychopath that he was in Ring of Honor. That's what I was hoping for. Instead, it was like a pandering type of like, I'll get him sooner or later. Like the guy, all oh, shucks type thing. And that's when I see him, he looks like a Sicilian psychopath. Yeah. He should, bring, he should bring the Mohawk thing he used to have back and start kneeing the hell out of people and trying to hurt them. I, I mean, but it might be an overcritical. I just don't understand how this promo made me want to get behind Ciampa. No, I agree. It seems like it's the opposite of being a closer in baseball where he should be, right? Like to come in and be the ice man, the guy that right. comes in and puts the the – the final stroke down. So it was like leaving. So Stevie's not wrong either. Like if you're going to use those things, now he's got unfinished business with these guys. He came that close with when those guys have a match, he should run in at the end and try and do something to finish it because it's unfinished business for him. So it does give him an id to do something, but are they going to follow up on it? Because this right here was a restart last week. He was doing comedy, hanging posters of, Johnny wrestling is missing. Pay you cash bucks to find him like these stupid little things, dude. And th they can do comedy if they're going to have all that Indy Hartwell and uh, Sam Shaw and all these guys in their world. But in baby wrestling and, and um, Tinkerbell, uh, you know, Johnny, Johnny wrestling's wife. What do they look like to me? They look like the fucking crew from Scooby-Doo. So if you're going to do that kind of shit and have the misfits together, then go saw and you're going to where's Johnny and you got to solve that mystery. And I would have got away with it if it wasn't for those darn kids, then let's do it. But this is a restart from last week where we were trying to kick that off. So they have no idea. And you know, this guy, 
was a, a manager in OVW that was that big around, and he worked his ass off in the gym and on the road to get there. So he's got the work ethic and knowledge to get shit over. There's just no roadmap for success right now. He's just showing up, hoping like and saying yes to whatever they're handing him that day. And it's different from last week to this week, but nobody even remembers last week. Yeah. And then guys, like, I swear to God, I, I got to ask you this again, because I know, listen, man, you know, you know, the, the, you know, these guys are two of the greatest conspiracy theorists and they've, you know, they've, they've, they've altered my mind, but I, 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 I got to lay this out, bro. Because again, I, I, again, this is going to come across as a conspiracy theory, but I know the players and I know the game. So, bro, they they got I I bro literally bro behind Roman Reigns, I think arguably the hottest talent they have is L.A. Knight. He he's probably the one with the well, most. Oh, time out. We're about to go to India, and if there's a cab driver that tells Triple H he's the hottest property they got, then yeah, he's, exactly, he's the number one. Exactly. So. L.A. Knight has steam. The people want to get behind L.A. Knight. Okay, bro? You can see that. It's obvious. Stevie, you're not you're not elevating the dude with the freaking Miz. You're, you're not. You're not. Bro, I, I remember when Austin was climbing the lap. Bro, I remember when Austin started with Savio Vega. L- l- let's be honest. And then Austin's climbing that ladder. You can go back and look at The Rock climbing that ladder. Bro, Stevie, working with The Miz is not going to elevate L.A. Knight in any way, shape, or form. Am am I right or wrong? No, you're right. He needs to, you know, it's kind of backwards. Like we talked about their push. People start out in the world title picture, drop to the Intercontinental U.S., Maybe a personal issue after that. Then they're putting people over because, well, you didn't get over, pal, instead of the inverse and making the climb. And the other thing that happens is when they do make the climb, when Savage, Hogan, even when he went to win the world title, Austin, Rock, Taker, all these people, when they achieved this level, they stayed there until they got to the next level and they never dropped down. That's the problem with all these characters. I mean, Ben, is it a case that there is nobody stronger on the roster to put them with? I mean, is that what we're talking about here? I think it's a easy, hateable heel and Miz and him getting over. Is that Savio Vega step, even though Miz has been world champion and, and uh, you know, has all of the... from that too, Ben. I'm sorry. Miz should still be up when he won the world title. He should have yep. still been in the upper level. So right, they... But- They've then you got you off. doing squirt guns with John Morrison when both of them can work. So they, they, you know, Miz got the wheelchair shit over. So it's mid card comedy heel shit. But uh, Miz is putting out some truths about, you know, why are you calling this guy a superstar? It's all hype. He hasn't had the hot wife that I've got. He doesn't have the reality show. He hasn't been on Dancing with the Stars. He's not the front man for WWE. He hasn't been in the ring with Cena and The Rock like I have. So. I, I like what he's saying there in that, but still coming out like in these weird space cowboy jackets doing Michael Jackson dances are, is, you know, I go back to what Stevie said about who is going to be LA Knights, Vince McMahon, 
who is going to be that? I I gave you you guys credit for that all week long. I kept bringing that up when I said, uh, you know, I thought something was missing and you guys brought that up last week and you hit the nail on the head. So let me, let me put it back to you here then. If Austin's getting built and Savio's that guy, and let's say the Miz is that guy, what is the next way you level him up to get to that point? What is the structure? What is the game? And who do we plug in? You, you said it right there, bro. It's got to be like it's a Triple a- H. Okay. It's, it's got. You said the game. It's it's got to be somebody like that because th- th- there are no heels on the roster that exist. Nobody, bro. So it it has to be that type of. It, it can't be Adam Pierce. Well, Should it I be Sean and 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 game like trying to test them and effing with them from yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's got to be something Some like that because there is shit. nobody on that roster that is going to elevate that guy. Nobody. So, yeah. but I agree. I, I you guys opened up my eyes to that. That is the freaking problem, man, bro. Ne- next, they, they, they're they're going to do this McIntyre turn on Riddle just so they have a program. You know, I mean, you know that's that that's coming. And like I said, it's just because. They got nobody for McIntyre to work with. They got nobody for Riddle to work with. So it looks like they're going to do that. From there, we got our female in-ring version of put put me out there for 10 minutes and I'm not going to say anything, which Jeez, is sorry, Becky. Before I, I go, ahead, go ahead, Ben. I don't even know I should talk about this guy's business because he's been cooling me offline. But I talk uh, about it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. With Riddle there having to get thrown back in and everything that's happened in his last year, you know, a very difficult year, I'm sure, personally. And some of it's self-induced. But I did see in the sheets that uh, his new lady had gone into the hospital. I know she's with child. So I want to, you know, it's controversial because she's adult film star or whatever. And people want the salacious stuff. But then I'm just thinking about you and what Vince get a nanny or whatever the fuck. Right. Like, and here's this guy whose life's been upside down and you think you might be starting over or whatever with this girl. And now you got to go to raw to act like a fucking 12 year old with a scooter and do Spicoli shit. It's just, I, when I was watching that, it wasn't, I wasn't even thinking of like, who gives a shit what this creative is. I'm like, this guy's fucking, (laughs) Do you know we need you in Quebec? Fuck, fuck your uh, lady and what she's Bro. going through, and your possible kid. You know, I'm just like, God damn, people don't have any idea like how this meat grinder can work that way, where you got to show up and do that. Ben and Stevie, I just brought this up yesterday on the Sports Kita Show, bro. Think about this for a second, Stevie. Think about this. It is August twenty second. Okay, bro. They are announcing. Okay, WrestleMania has sold 92,000 tickets. Bro, WrestleMania is eight months away. Think, think, of, think about that for a second, bro. Think about, think about Seth and Becky Lynch want to have another kid. So now, well, you, you guys can't even think about having another kid because we got 92,000 tickets sold Eight months from now, and well, we're gonna need. We're gonna is his back. Is his back in any shape to have it? Uh, exactly. <laughs> but, but bro, can you can you imagine? Like you got ninety two thousand tickets sold eight months from now. A- anyway, bro. But well, but you can interpret that a different way. Go ahead, Steve. That doesn't matter what. There's no matches. You don't know who's going to be. And plus, it's two nights, so it's sort of a work. 
92,000, you think, oh, they sold. No, that was for the two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. I think Philly Stadium, Citizens Park, only holds like 45, 50,000, something like that, which is still great. But that, that's proof that Nick Khan, Hunter, Vince, anybody that's in charge, especially of the payroll, we can have all NXT talent. We'll still sell out WrestleMania. So do they really need those two? Not really. Unbelievable, bro. And, and, and bro, I I am so sick, bro. Uh, a, 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 every freaking wrestling headline is an attendance figure. I am so sick of hearing that. And Cena, I don't give a shit, bro. That all in sold. I, I I don't understand why. Why do I care about that? I I bro, I understand all the reasons why they do it. But after a while, it's like, bro, okay, bro, you sold 80. We understand. You told us 50 billion freaking times. Yeah, I want to follow up with that, but they never talk about the ratings. The ratings are. Of, of course. Of course. I'm excited, though, for opening night when Stevie walks out in Philly and just stands yep. there for 10 minutes and goes. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah. Hey, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that, then, we, then we've got this Becky and Trish thing that has just been going on forever, bro. Guys, ben, you are the French specialist. <laughs> what the freak were they chanting that sounded like Pocahontas? I think it's uh, it was uh, show your uh, puppies and and uh, because referee Cyburns looked it up, we we couldn't quite make it out of what they were saying, but from her uh, you know reaction and whatnot, he had put something in there and it came back to show them biggins. Um, yeah, and they, you they are trying to make lemonade out of lemons. They sure as shit didn't in this one. This was bite into the rind and taste the bitterness. It was oh so bad back and forth, so wrestling, so look at my hair extensions and have no content whatsoever. And we forgot we were fighting in a cage. So I got to say cage again. And none of it was, uh, you know, anything that really built any hype for this. And then <laughs> any, any indie worker worth his salt, <laughs> like gets pissed at that time. Like they're just throwing the mic down to like, fuck you and drop the mic. Like if you did that, you wouldn't be on the next show. In the oh end. my God. Yeah. I mean, Stevie, remember <laughs> like, Oh my God, bro. I swear, man, if you, if you drop a mic or drew a mic, somebody's waiting on the other side of that curtain, yeah. bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Not I don't know. Don't spike the mic. That's what they always do. Oh it said, do not throw the mic. Do not even, if you don't have a promo, don't even touch the mic. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I, I would, I would not want a promo after that. Just grab the mic and throw it on the ground week after week after week. All right, Stevie. Listen, I've been, been. I need to talk to Stevie for a while. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Stevie, I know we all consider each other friends. I know, uh, you know, I love you and uh, Ben very much. Um, uh, and Stevie, I know you feel the same way about me. But wait, did Ben step out? He stepped out. Ben, yeah, you okay, guys said you need. You said you needed a minute, so I'm just giving you some time. Okay, um, Stevie, I'm telling you, I know allegedly the three of us were consulting for the USA Network, mm. and I've said this before. I think Ben parlayed some type of a position 
with the WWE out of this. I've said this before. I've gone on the record. I don't think he's told us or smartened him up. But the next, the next thing I saw after the Pocahontas chance had Ben's name written all over it, Stevie. And I think this is the concrete 100% proof. Yeah. Yeah. That guy that we've been looking for, Stevie. Stevie, did you catch what I caught that could have only come from Ben Hameen? I mean, there's so many memorable moments on this show that just linger in my mind. But please remind me. I will remind you because I think I think this I think Ben was all over his name was all over this. Oh, hold on a second. Damn, I gotta. Yeah, go ahead, Stevie. Yeah, I gotta wait for him to come back, Ben, because I I hate to uh, call you out, Ben, and put you on the spot I like mean, this, but I know your mind and I know how you work, mm. and when I see things that. Um, you know, the average normal brain, um, <clears throat> you know, would not be capable of. Right. I got to say to myself that uh, uh, Ben, ben Hameen's uh, fingers are all over this. I, I mean, I'm going to give you before Stevie comes back, I'm going to give you the opportunity to fess up. There, there, will, uh, be, there will be no hard feelings. I, I would understand completely you you feeling like, ah, man, I don't know how Vince would feel if I was working for the WWE, if I was going to Vince's house. I, you know, so I, I'm just I'm just not going to say nothing and hope he never figures it out. But go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Uh, I wish I could tell you you're wrong, but uh, I can't. You know, and I it, now that he's on Zoom and he's home and uh, <laughs> and he knows that I helped nurse another guy back from a back injury, he he got a hold of me. And uh, the fact that I don't even like to say this, but since tomorrow is my birthday and the day after is his birthday, so we're kind of born under the same sign, so we we have that uh, bond together. So he was asking me for some punch ups on some things, so I may have taken a look at this ahead of time you know what i mean and give him an early birthday present tomorrow is ben's birthday happy birthday ben that is happy awesome. birthday all right stevie we stretch i had a stretch me and ben had a stretch way for you I, to come back I, 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 I got the apple studio display i know i paid way too much for it but it, they, they do not uh leave it at the door thank god the, the, so they tried to deliver it and i run out and catch the ups truck. all right stevie Party. yes uh, I was telling Ben there was this part of the show that a normal a normal person does not come up with this. It takes a genius to come up with this, and that's why I think Ben's fingerprints are all over it. Stevie, did you notice when Carter and Chase came out to wrestle Chelsea Green and Piper Niven? Uh, they shot smoke guns, smoke guns. And I believe that was the touch of uh, Ben Hameen. I I think Ben suggested, okay. like, listen, oh, yeah, yeah, we want to we want to get these girls over. They're kind of like a smoke show, so we're just gonna have them randomly shoot bazookas, and smoke's gonna come out of them. So, Ben, I I mean, do you want to take credit where credit is due? And you can get the new smoke gun at horseshoegenetics.com. You guys will be uh, shooting you right in the goddamn face with some cannabis because, uh, you know, this guy got me hooked on gummies and now I can't get off them. So, uh, yeah, either that. And, I mean, it was group mind. You know, I'm really into it. So when I was talking to Vince uh, on Zoom, 
uh, he had just uh, found this new show called uh, Gunsmoke. I said, that's pretty good. <laughs> bro, so. I got, bro, do you believe I got an autographed picture of Festus from when I was a kid because I was such a fan of Ken Curtis, bro? He oh, sent me excellent. an autographed picture of Festus. Can I believe? thought I can get you one of Luke Gallows as Festus. Too, if nice. you really want. I listen, I want to say this, Ben, because you've touched on this before, and I, I saw it last night, honestly. Bro, Chelsea Green is far and away the best actor on this show. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, far and away, like to, to the point of I, I I would almost bet money she took acting lessons. I mean, I've, I've kind of been watching her and aware of her career since Tough Enough when she came out of Lance Storm School and she had gotten hurt early on in that show. It was her and I think Velveteen Dream were the ones on that show that stood out. Everybody else was like. Uh, a you know a fanboy like they were the actual ones with training and and actual respect for the business um so i kind of seen her there and her charisma came through but it wasn't until we were doing the impact attack on hmg and she was working with my former tag team partner congo kong uh and she was doing the jilted bride thing and became laurel van uh nest laurel van mess uh just uh like drunken uh you know jilted bride from vegas kind of that I go, this girl has got everything it takes to be a great character actress, a comedian at a level. I don't know what improv training she's had or if it just comes naturally, but, uh, you know, I'd love to see her have a mentor that could sharpen her swords even more. But then she got in the condo crew, you know what I mean, in the Florida bubble, and she's beautiful, and it became more about watch me be a pinup girl than it is showing ass. And I mean, in a wrestling way, showing ass, looking like a fool and being the butt of the joke and then multiple wrist injuries and wrestling that can force you back into doing character. Cause I don't want to break my wrist every six months. Um, So she, she upped her wrestling game, how she wanted to, to be a poolside hottie. But to me, all that's wasted time because there's so much money in the Karen thing where they're hot and cold with it, dropped it and never played it out again. We've written, I've written, we've written this out. Allegedly the, the notes are there of saying Chelsea green should be this uh, to the network execs. And they're only going to get 10% value out of any, everything when you can go on YouTube and steal all day long from Karen compilation videos of what it should be, where she never has a match, where she's just trying to get to raw, where she's just trying to get to the pay-per-view and something every time thwarts her path to success and heightens the, you know, misery of everybody else through her antagonizing and constant complaining and constantly being uh, berating other people. Like, never even has to wrestle a match. Could be the most over character. So by the time she finally gets the ring, she comes in the Royal Rumble and out she goes in a Santino Morello way, right? And Santino Morello, another great character who could work with everybody based on the foundation of what we set up. But uh sorry to go on and on but i i agree that i'm a genius and chelsea green could be great yeah she is okay um i still believe that they're, they they don't think they get the value out of what they're paying them unless they're taking bumps because why yeah. is everything a match it's not having a match that would make her special they don't care but because they want to get the return off of what they're paying them in their mind not merch, not video games, not action figures. What's weird, though, is this character would feed what they love the most. Drop and slop on fucking Stephanie or uh, Trish Stratus. 
that this these are the things that need to happen to Chelsea Green's character to get her to the point of the craziest possible frazzle, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and people ribbing her. Frazzle drip. Frazzle drip. Frazzle drip it, yeah. Hey, uh, Ben, are you – I, I kind of lost focus for a second. I'm in Myron. I'm in Myron. Are you seeing the, uh, the the veins popping out of Stevie's arm, man? That's yeah, kind of, they're, yeah, they're, they're hypnotizing. They're hypnotizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben and Stevie. Like, it, it, yeah, here's my next problem, Ben. And I just I, I go to Ben like I always refer to Ben with the acting stuff because I know that's that's what he does, you know. So I always refer back to Ben. I I, I wanna I, I'm trying to I'm trying to communicate this and, and make you understand. Bro, when you watch Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker, mm-hmm. okay, bro, whether he has the Joker makeup on or not. Throughout the entire movie, the character is very consistent. It's cons- it's not like he goes from one extreme to the other. It's it's not a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde gimmick. Right. It's consistent what, we, throughout the entire show. Here's the problem I have with Seth Rollins because, bro, there was never any segue into this character bro i we we were talking about yesterday here's a perfect example stevie when sting went from surfer sting that's kind of starting to get old now we're gonna get to go into the crow sting bro there was a whole story behind that remember Mm -hmm. like luger wasn't believing him and there was a whole story of why sting changed and went up in the rafters so we understood it Okay, Rollins was one day the Monday Night Messiah, and the next day he's he's laughing like a clown. There was never any segue whatsoever into that character. So here's the problem I have been. I'm watching this promo now where he is Seth Rollins and I've got two fractures in my back and you want to bring my wife and kid into this and make it personal and yada, yada, yada. I'm watching this promo. Then fast forward to I'm going to cross dress. I'm going to cosplay. I'm going to wear ridiculous boots and glasses and I'm going to walk out to the ring and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to sing. Now that's an entire act. Like, so that, that whole character is an entire act. That's, that's not who you are. And, and, and like, that's why Ben, I guess what I'm, that's where I get the total, disconnect because you're telling me i'm 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 playing a fake character that's not bro randy savage was randy savage all the time 100 whether he was mad whether he was happy he was randy savage how do you go from the guy i got two fractures i don't know how much time left i got in my career you talk about my wife you talk you made this serious and now i'm going to go out there wearing see-through clothing we're going to sing and dance and i'm going to laugh I, I, I you you lose me ben no absolutely you're talking about the integrity of the character and the id of what the believability is and then when you show the Oh, that's a wrestling show, and this is a character I play in kayfabe, everybody, don't you know? Because really, uh, Seth's back is hurting, and now I have to talk about, oh, you, you, but you want to do it in a wrestler voice still. You want to bring my family in. You want to talk about my kid, like, as opposed to 
showing it in a different way. So the game is set up, but they're not playing it out the right way, which is TV show Seth and reality Seth. Reality Seth doesn't sit down with the cameras and cut a promo. Reality Seth, we need to see the reality of him and Becky backstage where he's bent over on a flight case because he can't stand up straight and Becky's rubbing his back holding the baby that way, right? Like that we we see that there is a break in this in the show don't tell of it. So we're in on the TV spot where because what you want is empathy for his back. But showing that he's going out there and dancing and entertaining. Meanwhile, he's gritting his fucking teeth. And you know it's for the good of the people. But we need to see from Nakamura's point of view and fucking pan back and down the hallway. And there he is really hurting as soon as he gets back through and get these fucking stupid boots off me. I just want to be with my kid. And 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 she's like, you got to stop. Stop telling me what I need to do. Like, I'm doing this for us. You know what I mean? This shit's over now for us, and I got to keep going out there in the Lane Bryant collection because it's the most over thing on the fucking show. Like, and show that <laughs> from afar. Now we're really being able to separate the worlds and be into it, but to try and present them both at the same time as just part of the wrestling show, a huge lackluster uh, effort and no vision of I got a chance to write something great here in my fucking time and get it over and bring something to life. Again, it's 10% mailed in value, but it's also because how are you supposed to be? You guys have trounced me with this. How am I supposed to pitch that to Vince McMahon to fucking show it? Oh my God. Yeah. Because Stevie, what to to take that one step further, Ben Stevie, what, what I, what I was saying yesterday on sports Kita was bro, have Nakamura beat him and F up his back. Stevie, now now the story is doctors are telling him, bro, you ain't ever wrestling again. And if you are wrestling again, we're, we're talking five years minimum. Stevie, he's now Mr. Mom at home taking care of his kid, can't wrestle, and his wife is on the road, bro, the mother of the child, bringing home the bacon. Can you imagine being a man in that spot? But, of course, Ben, how do you ever explain that to Vince McMahon? Well, and it feeds right into her being the man, right, and that we do what we need to do to be the breadwinner, but that also causes a problem between them that they either split or we need to rectify and be like I'm in some intergender match where somebody's calling them out based on you let your wife do everything and bring it home while your your back is busted. But here's how what they would do because we saw it on this show. What you just laid out is great. What would they do? Oh, Seth hurt his back. Put him in a wheelchair. Six weeks later, he rolls out, and there's so whoever it is, and just like Raquel Rodriguez fucking yep. stands up. Oh, I can't believe it that he can fucking walk and gives a clothesline and some yep. other dumb shit. They don't want to get any value out of what empathy is and heat for heels by he's back there with the baby, and the baby gets put down, and Nakamura grabs him, wheels him fucking pitches him off the the edge of the ramp right and he takes an even bigger bump and we stretch him out no it's all wrapped up in these stupid little packages for eight-year-olds man it's it's bad well well, well, stevie speaking of heat okay bro stevie you 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 want heel heat then judgment day is taking the belts from zane and kevin owens in freaking quebec 
That's the heat, bro. That is the not, not the house show finish. finish. They're they're beating them in Quebec, bro. After after Sammy there for six minutes. Ooh, 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 ooh. There, I mean, is it any more obvious than that, Stevie? It's very obvious, but just like with the Seth Rollins thing, you guys just talked about. Now this guy is going to have a broken back in six weeks from now after Nakamura and him are done. Never going to talk about it again. Absolutely. Yep. yep. So the, this thing with the, do you think that these guys, because there are certain Canadians that are known to be marks and wins and losses really do matter to them. I know you've dealt with a few. Do you think that they politic not to put them over in Quebec that maybe somebody pitched that? Because one one out of the 27 writers has to have that thought. Wow, what heat it would be to have them go over for that. But do you think those guys politic to where they had their writer or agent kind of like poo-poo on that? Possibly. But why would you give them two pops? You gave them the opening of the show, and then they get the go-home pop, too. We need heat. Because with talent, it's all about what they want and what they feel, not the actual business. And we got a we got a pay-per-view in two weeks called Payback. So it would be perfect for them to fucking take the belts off them right there. And then at payback, the fucking babies get back over on them. And they just had it quick for two weeks to actually have some heat uh, leaving Quebec. JR's got to be sitting wherever if he knows anything about these shows going, well, goddamn, every time they come to Oklahoma, I was getting crucified. Yeah, right. <laughs> now exactly. That, now it's done, the hometown yeah. is, is, you know, you're celebrated. It's you're your over. day. Yep. <sighs> okay. Boyhood dream came true. That's really what it is, is when you come back home from an indie worker, that whole boyhood dream, this was my dream, that's now their opportunity to go pay off the dream. And they're doing it, whether it's Edge's finish this week or or that one, uh, the, and this was something in the LA Night thing that you probably don't know of how they think they're super smart, right? So uh, we know it's Miz versus Tazawa. Hmm, I wonder who's going over. Like is what you would think, but on SmackDown they had LA Night versus. Hmm, forgive me, I can't remember. But Miz is on fucking commentary. Miz costs LA Night the win. Here comes the switch in reverse with LA Knight on commentary. And won't it be embarrassing when Tazawa beats Miz because of that, dude? Like, they think that that's the level of brilliance of yeah, what they're yeah. doing. Tit for tat. We did it last week. <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm saying about the way they treat talent. Yeah. Tazawa could be entertaining. Tazawa could do a lot of stuff. But they're literally saying, and I've been in You're that a spot. Piece of shit. Yeah. Tozawa is a piece of shit. And if he goes over on Miz, what an upset. No, it should be everybody here is in the WWE is a star. Yep. And it's kind of that even lateral playing ground, but they don't do that. So they hurt the talent by trying to get the other talent over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Olay 46. What is that? Olay 46. The old 46er. That's what I'll be tomorrow. The old 46er. It was supposed to be the old, uh, like 96er from uh, Great Outdoors, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, very nice. The Great Outdoors. Yes. What's going on with uh, Horseshoe Genetics? A lot happening. What's going on? Yeah. I actually got uh, the test results back. So I'll be doing the graphics for Bloom Bomb and Micro Bomb to finish out all 10 products at Horseshoe Genetics. Uh, Veg Bomb available now. 
Uh, so we'll have it to, for the final phases of your garden here, uh, Extreme Nutrients, and check it all out on Amazon or on HorseshoeGenetics.com, the best uh, seeds on the market. Uh, great sponsor all the way around, man. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a crazy week in the cannabis, going back to court on Friday to see if our dreams come true and uh, we're going to be <laughs> dashed against the rocks. Uh, so take it as it comes, man. There's uh, There's bigger worries in the world, you know, so keeping an eye on all the conspiracy stuff. I know uh, people keep clamoring for us to do more. I guess Master Shoot Theater is the place to go. I try and include a little bit of it every time, but uh, uh, those those who want it already know. You don't need us to feed it to you. You're already on the right path. You're you're Keep keep following your instincts and, uh, you know, learn more and believe nothing of what the mainstream's telling you. So, uh, but I'm glad to be here with you guys because it helped me blow off steam from everything I got going on <laughs> that uh, are the worries of life, dude. So, Ben, what are we going to be looking at from SSU Theater from your angle? What's the hot topic? <laughs> well, it depends on how hard you want to get canceled, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. So what can, what can we talk about that? that um, Yeah, I mean, uh, the directed energy weapon stuff is the hot topic uh there's uh earthquakes and 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 storms coming in that should be able to be thwarted um the 24 billion dollars that's being sent overseas again and the response of what it is and what it all means of really why you would want to start a civil war to thwart an election you know i i feel like that things keep going that way like things yeah let's talk about that ben because what i'm hearing a lot of what i'm hearing ben so, and stevie is his lockdown is lockdown yes. part two that let's means, talk so, about let's talk so about infowars.com broke that earlier this week with yes. tsa stooges yeah. and 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 Let, let's we need to ask that. the why questions yeah you know? yeah 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 let's talk about that okay stevie what is going on with that screen behind you? What is how, how are we getting those veins to pop out of the arms, bro? What's going on, Stevie? Well, on the wrestling analysis front, we're about to hit thirty nine thousand subscribers, which is wow. incredible. We just uploaded the Black Heart video. Yeah, it's really it, it's a great spot to be in. I'm very blessed because I'm able to do everything and the technology and all that stuff, but also put out some positive productive content because the pro wrestling just has such an overload of, and we do, we, you know, we criticize the show and everything, but that's our job to kind of look at the holes in it, but it's good to break these things down and do that kind of stuff. And also have the creative, you know, the creative freedom to think, Oh, I got this new series. I got this, I got that. And it's starting to kind of formulate. So I'm very happy about that. Patreon's doing well. We're closing on a hundred Patreon supporters right now. And uh, the fitness stuff, I'm actually starting to upload full workouts. I did an eight-minute hip workout on an air bike. I'm going to do some resistance band stuff. And also, I started doing a like kind of like a time-based thing. You know, I did this for 30 days. I did isometrics for 30 days. That video is going to come out. Now I started on Monday P90X. I haven't done that in like nice. – since I was in TNA. Please go, please yeah. go easy. Please go easy on P9. There's a lot of plyo stuff, bro. I don't want I you fucking, plyo today. I did, I did say, cardio. Spider-Man jumps and, and all that shit, bro. Like, just go easy on those Stevie, big plyos. Well, he's wrestling with a broken back. What, what excuse do I have? <laughs> Stevie, go, easy, go easy on the plyo. Yeah, Stevie, <laughs> what, percentage, what, what percentage would you say you're at? Honestly. If, honest, honestly. 20, maybe 25. Wow. Because my energy completely bottoms out by afternoon time. So, like, all my work gets done immediately after my workout from, like, 5 a.m. And if I'm filming, 
I, I get that done. So on days like today, when we have two shows in a row, the afternoon is, is pretty tough. I want to do stuff, but I also don't want to half-ass anything. So I have to. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, you, you know, with you, you, you had me at bottoms out. You didn't even have to go to half-ass pal. Yeah, right. Speaking of bottoms out, uh, <laughs> what is going on in Stanford, Connecticut, young writer? Well, Vince wants to introduce some culture into the product. So Every time they go to a foreign country, he actually wants, you know, the language, the culture. And just as a litmus test, he wants the talent to stand in the ring for no less than 6.5 minutes to see just how over they are. That's the new bar that needs to be set. Also, there's some fallout from the press conference. Vince, of course, said way too much. And he's actually admitting that he's part of the corporation looking into buying the land up in Hawaii. So Vince may have been the one to actually activate the directed energy weapon because he thought he was actually ordering something off Grubhub. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Now I got to ask myself the question, bro. What was that? uh, Was that mustache a early uh, homage to Quebec? Oh, good point. Good point. You know, that little French, uh, French, you, you said it earlier, been Frenchy Martin mustache yeah, he's got going right, on bro. there. Yeah, well, Michael, guys, Michael Beret, everything. Vince yeah. is going to bring it out. We're going to cover all of that. Uh, and you know what I'm, I'm curious? Uh, I want to really talk about with Ben and Stevie, like, because I think this is very important, bro. We heard, uh, um, What's his name? Um, Alex Jones talk about lockdown two. We're starting to hear a lot about that, bro. Forcing the election uh, by mail only again and all that stuff. I want to talk to Ben and Stevie. What what I think is very important is what what can we do Hmm. to assure that that does not happen again? Um, (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about that mass issue theater should be a lot of fun. Uh, guys, uh, tears on Patreon start at three bucks a month. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Also, check out, bro, the SmackDown review by Ben and Stevie right here. That is it, guys. We are hopping over to Master Shoot Theater. We will see you there. We, 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 we.